My name is Pastor Mike Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. This podcast is taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. I pray that as you listen to them, they will be a blessing to you and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. This evening, I'm going to uh, talk about uh, a little bit from each reading. Exodus, Passover established from 1 Corinthians, Passover and the Eucharist, and the John reading, the Eucharist and service. This evening, we approach in the fear of God to feast at his altar and table where he himself is both the one who offers and is the offering itself. And the first reading we read, the story of God's instructions to Moses and the people about how to celebrate the first Passover. The first thing to note is that God tells Moses in Exodus 12, verse 2, This month shall be for you, the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Notice this. It's almost as if God is reorienting the relationship with time itself. And telling them to begin their calendar on the night that he will deliver them mightily from the oppression of Egypt. For them, the cycle of time begins with an event. And this will also be a holy day, a feast day to the Lord to be observed forever. Every household is to prepare beforehand a lamb or a goat and then slaughter it at twilight. The blood smeared on the doorposts. The lamb then cooked and eaten with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They are to eat it all, and if they cannot, then what is left over is to be burned. They are also to eat it with their traveling clothes on, with all of their stuff packed, and ready to depart at a moment's notice. It is to be eaten in haste. For the Lord is about to pass judgment on all the gods of Egypt, and they need to be ready to depart, because their departure will be sudden. This is not meant to be a do this list of things and you'll be safe when society breaks down prepper type scenario. No, what all this is meant to do is to identify who is part of the people of God. For we see when they leave Egypt, Egyptians go with them. So whoever does this, whoever partakes of this Passover, who eats the lamb and has the blood smeared on the doors of their homes, they are now marked out as God's own people. In the reading from 1 Corinthians, St. Paul writes to the troubled church in Corinth about what Christians, problems that, that are happening there in the church. Because for us as Christians, Easter is our Passover. Easter is our Passover. And every Sunday when we come together before the Lord's table, this is Passover happening again, a celebration of Easter over and over again. Indeed, the name that Christians used comes from a Greek, Greek word, Pascha, which is translated from the Hebrew Pesach, which means Passover. And there are very, very many well-meaning Christians who like to attend seders and Passover seders to try to get a deeper appreciation for Easter. But we have our Passover. We have our Pascha. 
And we have it whenever we come before the Lord's table. And tonight, when we have Holy Communion, the Eucharist, I will announce Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. And then you will respond with, therefore, let us keep the feast. And during Passover season is when Jesus is crucified. And when he's in the upper room, he institutes the Eucharist, Holy Communion. And St. Paul writes what Jesus said in the upper room to the church to tell them what Jesus said and how they are to respond and how that sets their life together in order. He says this in verse 27, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. He says, those who eat and drink unworthily drink judgment on themselves. This is not meant, brothers and sisters, to keep the community away from the holy mysteries, though. Rather, it's meant to shake them back into a state of love and grace for one another because they're arguing among themselves. They're not being able to love one another. Has played itself out in their public meals together and also when they came before the Lord's table. It's meant to shake them back into this state of love and grace for one another because if they believe that Holy Communion is the body and blood of Christ... That when we approach and eat and drink, if we believe that his grace enlivens us, then it means that they and we should soberly assess ourselves in relationship to God and with one another. Which is why we always confess our sins in service, especially before we come before the Lord's table. Because we dare not eat and drink judgment upon ourselves. And then from the John reading, the Eucharist and service. We're brought here into the upper room. And we see Jesus give them a lesson. While all this is taking place, Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper here in the upper room. He begins to perform a menial task done only by the lowest servant in a household. A task reserved for, well, the one who, well, the, the lowest. The lowest of the low. And this person was meant to wash travelers' feet. And so Jesus does this. He washes the disciples' feet. And this probably made them uncomfortable because here's the one who raises the dead. Who's the one who, here's the one who commands the demons and they flee. Here's the one who heals the sick. And here is this one who calms the storm. I read this to Isaac this morning about Jesus calming the sea. Peace be still. And the waves stop and the wind ceases. And the disciples say, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now imagine this towering person then has them recline at the table and then gets a pitcher of water, takes off his tunic, and then starts to wash their dirty travel-worn feet. He does this for them. He abases himself for them. And for them, they're thinking it should be vice versa. Peter even says, Lord, don't just wash my feet. Well, he will first he says, Lord, will you wash my feet? And Jesus says, yeah. And Peter goes, well, uh, no, I don't want this because I need to be doing this for you. And Jesus says, hey, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part of me. And God bless Peter, right? He's like, well, then all of me, give me all of it. Like dump it on my head, right? I got to love Peter. I love Peter. 
He wants everything that Jesus has. And he loves him so much. But Jesus is giving an example. He says, the way I have served you selflessly is the same attitude you need to have among one another. See, brothers and sisters, Holy Communion, the Eucharist, can be received, like we say, only by those of a, de a devout, repentant, and believing mind. As, we will, as I'll read in a few moments in the exhortation. And this act of service by Jesus shows that they're not greater than he. And that his model of self-giving love is the very one that they are to live by. See, when we love God and when we love one another, we are constantly re-examining ourselves continually and then approaching the altar and table of the Lord in holy fear and love. And like the children of Israel, Pascha, Easter is the reorienting of time for us, but not just for us, but for all of humanity. Because the sacrifice of Christ, our Paschal Lamb, has redeemed the totality of creation. And unlike the children of Israel who had to eat it, the Passover feast, in haste, ready to go, we so too eat and drink from the table of the Lord also in haste. Because we understand that our Lord will return when we don't know, but he calls us to be ready. So let us, when we come before the Lord's table this evening, do so with a repentant hearts, with devout hearts, with hearts which have rightly assessed our need for Christ. Hearts that, have, that have, have been given to each other in love and in service. And as we continue through Holy Week, may tonight be something that empowers us to walk with Christ not only to the cross, but beyond. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.